Philander, how are you, sir? Doing well. I cannot complain. Well, I guess I can complain a little oh, bit. But you can complain. Yeah, I can complain a little bit. But otherwise, <laughs> you know what? I uh, got my family, got my friends, I'm healthy. So that's a win. I would love to be healthy in Disneyland, but yeah. Well, you know what's open. Oh, it is? Well, I was saying you know what is open. That's true. Question mark. Yes. What is open is pretend Disneyland. Oh, that is the second best Disneyland. That's <laughs> the one I go to the most. Been to real Disneyland 500 times. Been to pretend Disneyland 5,000 times. <laughs> this is my proposal for you. All right. If you will, right now, you and I are standing on the Compass Rose in the middle of the Esperanza, right? <laughs> Those R's are getting longer every yeah, time. A lot of people don't pronounce it properly. <laughs> you and I are standing on the Compass Rose in between... Our two loves, DCA, Everybody's Bridesmaid, and then the main attraction, Disneyland, right? <laughs> yes. And in Pretend Disneyland, we can have Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, the OG Halloween celebration right. happening to our right. But over to our left, we can also have Oogie Boogie's Halloween Bash returning for its sophomore release. The new kid. The new kid. Mm-hmm. And in Pretend Disneyland... We can easily go back and forth between mm-hmm. the two uh, and enjoy everything that we want. And in pretend Disneyland, we don't have to talk about real Disneyland, which in the last 10 days has become the most depressing time yeah. to be A, a cast member in your situation. Yes. And B, in my situation, a super fan. Yes. So it doesn't exist right now. We all need hugs. We, we all need hugs. <laughs> and most importantly, what we need is this Halloween episode of Disneyland for Designers. Mm-hmm. So this is my challenge to you. Standing right now in the Esperanza, I'm going to give you the choice. Both parties are happening at once. Okay. Where do you want to go first? I already know my first pick. I'm going next, but I need to know. Okay. Visitor first. Actually, you're you're the VIP. I'm the visitor here. <laughs> right? That's right. Like, I'm wearing the dark jersey. You're wearing the white one. Mm-hmm. But eh, I'll let you go first. Because in pretend Disneyland, fun fact, I'm the mayor. You're the mayor. All <laughs> right. Coming out. But you come out more than just on the birthday, though, right? Absolutely. I wear my little <laughs> sash. Uh, I am the captain now of Disneyland. <laughs> just like a side note, I love that, that that mayor character because like people are like, who is that guy? Because he's just... Only on the birthday every year he pops out. To just a rando. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was a homeless guy. I thought he was just like, oh, that guy got over the fence. He's Call having a ball there. You know what? I you got everything oh, at your fingertips. Oh, boy. I want to do. You at home be quiet. Let him pick on his own. <laughs> it's like screaming. I'm, was it the price is right? $1, uh, $1. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go do Guardians Halloween. Guardians, Monsters After Dark. That's right. All right. Well, let's roll underneath the tortilla <laughs> where we see Oogie trying to frighten us. Let's go down through Buena Vista Street. Mm-hmm. Take a left. Is it Hollywood or Sunset we're taking a left on? Hollywood. Hollywood. We're Those gonna... beautiful uh, trees. They let that purple color. Oh, oh purple color. Buena Vista Street. And so good. Because it is Oogie Boogie, the projections are happening on Carthay Circle. Yes, such a which, nice touch. Those those projections mm-hmm. are great. Mm-hmm. They they have the stationary one. Every so often it loops. I love when they make it look like an old castle and then it kind of crumbles and rebuilds itself. Like Those projections on Carthay are great. But as we're dead ending on Hollywood, 
we now take a right on Sunset, right? That's Hollywood and Sunset is those right. two streets. Mm-hmm. And we're going to wander up to Monsters After Dark. Yes. The Halloween version mm-hmm. of Guardians of the Galaxy. And I have to say, right out of the gate, this is what you expect for digital-based attractions. Oh, without a doubt. Because I, I think the idea that every guest has is like, well, if it's video screens, make us another video. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to see that actually used with Monsters After Dark. And also, I have to say, I always enjoy when Disneyland um, lays over or touches heavy metal and yeah. rock and roll. <laughs> yes. And the Monsters After Dark theme is such a great heavy metal Monsters song. Monsters After Dark! <laughs> Monsters After Dark! I remember when they announced that they were going to do Halloween. Everyone's like thinking of fun Halloween songs before they mentioned that it was going to be... uh, Guar. (laughs) (laughs) We're like, oh, what could they do? Like everyone's like coming up with Halloween songs. And then the one they fit is it fits it so well. And it's like, oh, I'm I'm just I'm really glad that they did it that way as opposed to just trying to lay on some Halloween track that wouldn't necessarily fit. But it's it's so different from the original version that it, I think that almost makes it better. I mean, I, when I hear something like that, I always try to think about somewhere in Anaheim or up in Burbank, mm-hmm. there was a conference room, <laughs> and they go, okay, so the theme song was turned in for our Halloween version of Guardians, mm-hmm. and, you know, they, they play it on some sort of, you know, like a, a boom box, or, you know, they got to get the, the AV guy in there to mm-hmm. play it. through. You know, like, it never works well in a conference room. <laughs> And I just love imagining, like, the execs, like, you know, little JD with his mm-hmm. clipboard, like, making notes, like, oh, heavy okay. metal, cool, uh-huh. cool, very, nice. oh, very satanic, great, great. <laughs> like, I would just love to see the approval process of that song, because the first time I wrote it and I heard it, I'm like, this is insane. Yeah. Who approved this? <laughs> this is awesome. Josh is sitting at the head of the table like, all right, you know what? <laughs> I like this. I like this. This is pretty good. I imagine Josh leaving uh, TDA that day in his Camaro and just rocking it. You know? <laughs> just, just listening to it on the way home. Just blasting it down Ball Street. <laughs>
it's a subtle switchover because mm-hmm. the music is the most noticeable part. Yes. The storyline is a little bit different, mm-hmm. but it's interesting. They didn't go full Halloween. Yeah. I mean, it is something that they could roll out, like, you know, in an off time. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Because of uh, the arts festival, we're bringing monsters mm-hmm. after dark. You know, they can they can ease it in whenever they need to. And I think as much as I would like for it to go full Halloween, mm-hmm. it, it's nice to have the flexibility where it's not completely tethered to it. Yeah, where they could kind of pull it out when they need to um, and doesn't have to necessarily have anything that has to do with the holiday per se. But enough was done to make it feel almost like a separate attraction. Yeah, uh, I remember everyone taking people into it for the first time. How shocked everyone was because on certain days on tour, families in the morning we would do the regular version. Then they'd come back later because I had pitched them on. Oh, there's a different version, at right? Night. Right. And they come back and they were shocked at how different in such a subtle way. And I think Rocket coming out and sing a completely different thing is the thing that like blew them away before they yeah. even got to the attraction because. I feel like they almost perceived it like, okay, we're going to get the same thing, and the ride itself is going to be Just the different. video boards will change. Mm-hmm. No, the pre-show changing shows the commitment to mm-hmm. it. And I want to talk about real Disneyland for just a second. <laughs> the pre-show design has gotten so good. Oh, yeah. And it's really become a big like expectation of new attractions. Yes. That I really hope pre-shows... I know they're on pause in, in, in the immediate future, but I really hope that that's not a lost art. Yeah, I I, I feel imag- Imagineering, their story is so important to them that I, I feel like it can't go away. Like if I think pause is the is a great word for you to say for it because it's such an integral part of not only operations as far as um, keeping people entertained while they queue up and not going back to the days of, you know, 1955 Peter Pan your 40 minute switchback right you know you're just staying outside but now we can pulse you through spaces and rooms so you're waiting but it doesn't feel like it so I feel like pause is a good word but something that I I don't think they can ever get away from because as they continue to create new interactive things granted the touchy things are probably going to be gone for a while like the interactive boards they would have and um they've had Space Mountain and Walt Disney World and then um What's the other touch things? Uh, the Snow White Mine Train. In, um, a lot of touch on Walt Disney World, right? Yes. Yeah. A lot of touch there. I think that kind of stuff is going to be on pause, but it's such a great way to keep people busy right. before they actively get to it and immerse them in the story in only a way that Disney does. I mean, yeah, Universal's pretty good at it as well, but... Wouldn't I, know. <laughs> Seriously, I've never been. They definitely have taken from Disney for sure in the best way which is good you know if we're going to have the uh, closest competitor it is them and I don't blame them they have a lot of former Imagineers working for them Yeah. Um, but yeah I think pause is a good word I pray they don't go away because in certain cases and I think you would agree with this too the pre-show sometimes is even cooler to me than the actual attraction itself yeah it it sets a tone it sets a pace for things Mm -hmm. and sometimes the the attraction itself is so fast paced yeah that you don't really get to enjoy it. So, you know, when I was walking through those caverns on uh, January 17th, oh. the opening of Rise, it just was like every little room, I was trying to soak it and take it in. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm like, now we're in the big room, and I got to see Ray and BB. Mm-hmm. It, that just, it's peak hype, right? Yeah. Like you're just like, I'm ready for it. And I remember I did the hard ticket event uh, for the premiere of Guardians, mm-hmm. you know the, the very controversial transformation of uh, <laughs> uh, Tower of Terror into Guardians. Yes, nobody really complains anymore. <laughs> but at one moment, that 
that was blown up the internet more than oh COVID nineteen is today. Um, so I went for that opening, and you know when I got in there and Rocket came out, I'm like, okay, this is pretty. This is better than a black and white TV. Mm-hmm. And when he went underneath that pipe, yeah, oh. I'm like, that prop being there to create that force mm-hmm. perspective, to create that dimensional thing of he's moving around in the environment. environment. And, you know, we went from Rocket being overhead to um, what's that crab's name um, for Ariel? Oh, Sebastian. Yeah, Sebastian mm-hmm. before you ride Millennium Falcon. Uh, <laughs> being up high. Like, you walked right into that one. <laughs> you t- I was like, where is this going? <laughs> it's the same voice, <laughs> the same man. Thing. Oh, Ariel, you want to get some credits, huh? Oh, Chewbacca, my fine friend. <laughs> Chewbacca, your problems are under the sea. P.O. Um, but uh, that one takes the same thing, mm-hmm. makes it even more grandiose, and then Rise is the same thing, but eat with an even better magic yes. trick. By the way, if, uh, you ever heard of Pepper's Ghost? Oh, wait. Pepper's... Pepper's Ghost is when you put a basketball court in the top oh, of the mountain. Oh, that's what it's called. That's okay. one of my fun facts. <laughs> that's but, a good one. But no, we've seen that evolution happen over and over again. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I realized on that opening night, not only was I excited to see Rocket, and I was also really happy. I'm like, thank God something's gone good for Bradley Cooper. <laughs> I mean, he's he's had a rough life. Just drowning, really. I like mean, treading water. I mean, so, <laughs> you know, ever since he peed on himself at that award show, it hasn't worked out so it's well. So luckily, downhill. Luckily for him... He's in an, uh, in an attraction at, at Disneyland for the mm-hmm. rest of his life. But uh, it was interesting to ride that attraction, and I'm glad that we're getting ready to do it right now because they upped the uh, the drama so much. Yes. Like, they literally took something that was pre-built and said, how many more times can we drop it? Mm-hmm. How much more faster can we make it? And I think most importantly, how much more can we disorient the audience? Yes. Because... I remember that night you could basically ride it unlimited times. Yeah. And after about three or four times, my body was like, we've had enough. Yeah. I think we're done here. Go get a Gamma Ray Hulk donut. <laughs> to settle that stomach. Because that'll take you 30 minutes to finish. <laughs> but it, I was most impressed that they had literally said, we can't just put a TV in yeah. this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you guys can hear at home, there's a couple monsters after dark swarming around <laughs> us. We can't just put a couple of TV monitors in here and throw superheroes in here. We really have to like yeah. redefine it. And I and I thought that it just blew me away at the up plusing uh, of what something that I already loved. I'm like, yes. And I told Beth, I'm like, the first time she got to ride it was like months after me. I'm like, you've already loved this attraction. It's going to blow you yeah. away how much more extreme mm-hmm. it is. And when her and her parents got off, they were all just like, because that's like their favorite thing. And when mm-hmm. they got off, they're like, that's crazy now. Yeah. Like, that's straight up crazy. I loved, I mean, because Imagineering was, and granted, it wasn't necessarily them. That's more of a higher up decision. But they were going into that with like a target on their back, like a oh, big yeah. one. Like, oh, yeah. They their, their job, if they're going to take something away, is they need to make something equally as good or better. Like it cannot be worse. I refer to that putting magic on top of magic mm-hmm. it's not like you're giving somebody a new attraction and it'll be judged as something brand new it's taking something that people really love mm-hmm. like arguably if you and i were to poll guests yeah you know, if we're if we're khaki blue shirt cab hat clipboard jones <laughs> giving out those free mickey stickers if we're that person mm-hmm. uh we would have got that guardians yeah or i'm sorry um 
Tower of Terror, it was it was going to land in the top three attractions mm-hmm, in that park. Definitely. So to take one of the top three attractions yeah. and to tinker with it, but Guardians is already a wild card. It yeah. was a comic book that nobody really knew other than the diehards. It was a huge gamble. Mm-hmm. The movie is so good, so charming. To get that into DCA, I think was really important to make the park familiar to younger people. Yeah. Marvel's become a multi-generational franchise. Big time, yep. And it, it was so smart to get that in there. And, you know, happy accident or smart planning, that was the prequel prequel to Avengers Campus. Yeah, and I, it almost makes you think about how much we didn't know because so many people were saying it doesn't fit, doesn't fit. And, of course, they at the time, we at the time didn't know, didn't really know what Avengers Campus was or right. how far down the right. line we were going. Almost very similar to, like, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe where they have planned the next five years out and we just don't know it yet. We're kind of just waiting for it to develop We're going to a blind us. and we should. It makes <laughs> it more fun, right? And I loved that I got to... I think we talked last time we were together in the park. We, we talked about how I got a chance to always see people do things for the first time because I'm taking on yeah. to it. So, yeah. so many people were coming to this with that like, okay. Chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. And to watch... You know, okay, we're going in. Oh, we're in this room with the TV again, and then Rock comes. And they're like, "Oh, wow, okay, yeah. there's an animatronic in this room. Yeah. That's really cool." And then go in, and oh my gosh, Bricky, that instant up, yeah. <laughs> every single person was like, "Okay, here we go." Like they were so sure of what this was going to be. Ticks off like a rock, like a rock, and every person was like, could not handle it. They were like, "Wow, you know, this is incredible." I cannot ride that attraction without completely just laughing the whole time. <laughs> right? Like there is something so whimsical or, or whimsical. What's the word? Whimsical. Whimsical. Thank you. Um, I don't, I'll be honest with you. I've been hitting those <laughs> peppermint beignets for a while now. Or, I'm sorry, the, pump, see, the pumpkin beignets. The pumpkin beignets. I, guys, I'm a little spun out on magic. <laughs> Fictional Disneyland is getting me red hot. But uh, it, it takes off so fast. Mm-hmm. It, and you're just flying up and down, and it, like, how can you not laugh and have a good time? Like, mm-hmm. you could literally be like, "Hey, uh, your dad just died. Go sit in this chair." <laughs> <laughs> and you, like, you know, you'll be crying when you get back out. But mm-hmm. while you're going up and down, you're like, "I don't care. Mm-hmm. He was a great guy." Yeah, that like, er, and like, release of like, just that euphoria of going up and down. Wouldn't that be a great test? Like on your worst day ever, no line, you just go right into Guardians and see like, it's got to get you happier at least 1%. Mm -hmm. All right, that was your pick, your first pick. What I'm going to suggest is this. Let's exit. Let's work our way down Sunset. Okay. Let's, you know what, just to kind of see it all. This is my pick, but to see it all, let's head, let's skip Hollywood Boulevard for now. Mm -hmm. Let's go straight towards the uh, Monsters Inc. attraction. Okay. Let's do a little hook behind because I want to see the stage show over here. Okay. Okay. Uh, I remember last year it was Descendants. That's right. Yep. So let's. I just want to see a little bit of it. I don't want to watch <laughs> the whole thing. Just a tiny bit. I just want to see it because I paid extra money for mm-hmm. this ticket. But now let's dip back out. By the way, when they opened up Guardians for the first time, mm-hmm. do you remember the giant video board they had going? Uh-huh. Well, well, hold on. <laughs> While we're here, do you need to stop over in stage 17 and buy anything? Oh, no. I think I'm okay. You got all your official merch? Yeah. I've you got, got f- all your Jared Marama <laughs> official fan merchandise? I've got plenty of that. Oh, I got to keep, keep him going. But you remember that big video board they put on the ground? Yes. Uh-huh. That was awesome. 
they did a lot of great stuff um, in that area. And I remember being in that area because my daughter, who at the time was she three, didn't she has no idea what Descendants was, but it was perfect for like that age range. And I love that Disney takes care of. Yeah. Everybody, because that Descendants thing is that has a very specific audience. I have no idea what it was, <laughs> but I bought a ticket and I went to see it. It's part of my ticket, so I'm going to see ticket. what this I, is. I love all the exclusive stuff. But mm-hmm. What I want to do is, is I want to get on Hollywood until uh, we're going to take a ride again. Mm-hmm. We're going to go back towards those beautiful purple lit up trees. Beautiful. Now, when we get on the other side of the, t- the roundabout here, the fountain, mm-hmm. A, does this fountain have a name? And B, what is the name of the street once it continues over in front of Starbucks? Ah, I. The street, I don't think the street has a name going towards like where Soren was. The fountain, I want to say it's like the premier, it's something that has to, it's kind of has a connection to Carthay, I want to say. I'll have to get back to you on that. It, it definitely has a name. <clears throat> Sounds like an imaginary movie. Oh. <laughs> the fountains of Disneyland. The fountains. <laughs> I can think of three. Okay, let me hear him. The one we're standing in front of, uh-huh. Magnolia Park mm-hmm. in New Orleans Square, uh, the Mickey Fountain in Toontown. Yeah. And if we want to count in the rolling balls in water. <laughs> oh, Cosmic Waves. Cosmic Waves. <laughs> the Tomorrowland one. The Disneyland Balls. We have <laughs> Left Ball in Disneyland in Tomorrowland, and then the, we have Right Ball in Pixar Pixar Pier. Ball. <laughs> Do you count Stanley and Cars Land as a little fountain? Oh. The the founder of Cars Land. Uh-huh. There's a little bit of water yeah, spitting out of like You kids try to drink that water. And you know what? Bless their heart because it's so, it totally looks like a water fountain. Yeah. And we had to tell kids. And, and, I mean, and technically, if we wanted to go here, Tropical Hideaway has yeah. that little fountain. You know, when you're going on the wooded bridge. That's true. I mean, yeah. I know that it does circulate in. It's like under the marquee, right? Yeah. Of the, mm-hmm. I mean, I know it does kind of. Sir, I mean, but that's kind of getting maybe more into a waterfall. Yeah, and if you want to do waterfalls, that's a whole nother thing. Bring it on! Bring <laughs> He's it like, on. I'll take, I'll take that challenge. I'll take that challenge. Every day. <laughs> so this street coming up doesn't have a name. I don't, I don't recall it having a name. See, I want every street, I want every path at Disneyland to have, to have a, a name. name for it. Maybe I might start to name the streets contest, and then I'll take it over to Pot Rock and be like, "Look, dude, we don't care." Yeah, you know what? Just fine. Go Give ahead. us $10 and you can name the road. We'll take it. Because we'll I love it. the fact that New Orleans, they to create that like that actual city vibe. They've named those four streets there, and I appreciate that. Royal. Okay. He's got this. He's got it. Esplanade. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, is Prince one? Mm-mm. No. I'm, I'm already out. <laughs> I, I know Royal Street. I know Esplanade. Uh... I cannot think of the other two. Orleans, Orleans. and then Front Street. <laughs> Front or French? Front. Front Street. Uh-huh. You quizzed me on that before, and I'm like, <laughs> So what I want to do is now that we're running out of walkway here, okay. and we're going past, oh, there is a treat trail to our right in front Ooh, of the old okay. airplane. It's funny that Pluto's not standing out there like he normally does. <laughs> oh, dog on duty? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. But let's take a left. Because I want to do, I'm going to do it now, do it early before the line gets too long. I want to do the best Disney Halloween thing I've ever done. Uh-oh. I know what this is. Villains, Villains Grove. Grove. <laughs> Villains Grove. Villains Grove. Was absolutely mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. It blew all of my expectations away. When I went to the party, I went to the very first Oogie party That's right, last year. You did the very first night. Did the first night. 
I got there right when the gates opened, and I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go get in line for this, because it's the one like new thing that nobody knows what it is. Yeah. It will probably eventually amass the longest line. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to wait for the sun to go down, because it's not Halloween until the sun goes down. Yep, you got to have it believe, dark. I believe the gates opened up at like, you know, five or so. Once you go through the line and you get checked in, it's about 5.30 and some change. They opened that up, I believe, around 6.20, Mm-hmm. So I'm standing there waiting for it and it's getting darker and getting darker and I was maybe the I was definitely one of the first 10 guests Mm -hmm. ever to go through that I was probably the 250th guest to come out (laughs) because I just took my don't give me a Disneyland (laughs) walkthrough because I'm going to take my sweet ass time it's like sir we're going to need you to we're we're, we're shutting down tonight step it up man (laughs) no 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 it's like go by me go by me when I took that first little trail. By the way, I, I think that the Redwood uh, Trail Challenge. Oh, the Creek Challenge Trail. Is that mm-hmm. what it's called? Uh, I think that's a great thing. You, mm-hmm. you, you got to have spaces for, for kids t- to, to run wild. Yes. You got to let them get out of the stroller, burn some energy, and just that, the whole facade of that is so cool. Taking my niece over there and watching her like play around on it was great. And you know, she's just a kid and she's at Disney, so she's using her imagination and she was like climbing on the wall and she started quoting mm-hmm. lines from Frozen. Oh, really? I'll, I'll never make it. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? Vicky's like, oh, she's quoting Frozen. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. If you say so. It's 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 such a needed space and it's amazing when you get to that certain, I guess, adult age where uh, so many that usually it's not have kids or kids in their family, they're ready to rip that thing out. Put yeah. an attraction there, put a ride there, but so many things are put with purpose that it can't just be a park filled with attractions. There needs to be shows. There needs to be restaurants. There needs to be stores, play areas, because that kind of stuff is perfect. And it's themed so well. And it, I think I try to challenge people to go in there and look at all these kids having fun, like zip lining and rock climbing. Oh, it's amazing. I would have loved that Like at that age. I would have been in there the whole day. And I love the zip line put you on that tire <laughs> yeah. so that you know maybe you don't have the arm strength to like hang off of something. Mm-hmm. You're, you're just cool. You're just on a weird swing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought Villains Grove, walking through there, all of the projections... Just the, the, the sound. Oh, of, the sound was my favorite part. Of the whispering voices mm-hmm. everywhere. And then, you know, you as an adult, you get to walk through this area that you normally don't get to spend time in. Yeah. On the far side, they had sort of the Lion King area where, like, Scar. Oh, yeah. You see the shadow of the hyenas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're know, going off to, like, uh, get something that's, you know, fallen in the forest. But then the back side of the forest. like So the first cul-de-sac of it mm-hmm. was sort of all, like... Uh, Villains related to princesses. Yes. It was kind of all in that world. And then mm-hmm. there was that one that had all the roses that were illuminating. That were yeah, that was colors. like the Queen of uh, Queen of Hearts yeah. from Alice. Yeah. So that that area was pretty cool and pretty familiar. But then once you got over to the other side, it got a little bit more avant-garde and experimental. Mm-hmm. And the, the lightning storm. Yes. Where they had the lighting going down those down like, trees. Those thin pine trees. Mm-hmm. And with the soundtrack and with the way all of that would like vibrate when the lightning would strike and the sound of the wind, like that was full on like a Disney like ominous scene where like the villain's coming. Yeah, it's like it putting great. you in in like a scene from the film. That part was so great, but the best part was this. After you go over where they had a big, like, you know, super like H D projection on the ground. Oh, that was the the Doctor Facilier from Princess and the Frog. I think was if that's his name. Then yes, <laughs> the big like circle of it, right? Yeah, and I remember people were kind of like stand and take pictures or video. You had to kind of walk around. Nobody wanted to step on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one wanted to step Everybody's on just it. watching this sort of like you know like 
quicksand of imagery <laughs> on the ground. And that's over by that, the fallen log, hollow log that, you know, kids can walk through. Mm-hmm. But opposite of that, on the way out, they had all the guests yeah. backlit. And they had this beautiful music playing. That was like that gateway, right? With the fog and... The fog? <laughs> the people are backlit. It's like, it's literally like dying and go to Disney heaven. Yeah. Because everybody that's going into the light, literally going into the light, you could just see the silhouettes of them. And I had my camera with me. I was filming for YouTube. And I purposely, like, I'm going to wait for some grills to come by because I want that silhouette mm-hmm. of the, the mini ears. Yes. You know, I want to catch that like typical... Like stereotypical, like Disneyland silhouette. Like I love when the train goes past Small, Small World, World. Mm-hmm. at night, and it's just silhouettes on a train waving at you. And when you see people wearing their ears, mm-hmm. it's that classic Disney silhouette. So I was waiting because I mean, you know, you got to wait what two seconds for a, a young lady to walk by with mm-hmm. mouse ears on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a, a group of three girls came by. I went behind them like the creep that I am, and I was just <laughs> filming their silhouettes going into the light. And it, I have to say, it got so emotional that I'm like, if I somehow didn't merge from the 605 to the 91, mm-hmm. and I'm like dead right now, and this is how it goes for me, yeah, go into the light, Bricky. <laughs> feeling, more, feeling more comfortable with every step. <laughs> like, if that's what dying feels like, mm-hmm. I, pandemic, who cares? <laughs> Let's go. Bring it on. I think that was so well done, and I love the the unexpected nature of it as well. Yeah. I feel like people that have Total done shocker. Halloween, yeah, people that have done the Halloween parties before, they were kind of going in knowing, like you have an, you have a really good grasp of what you're going to see. I think the only two new things were because they had the New World of Color, they had the in the uh. Villains Grove. Uh, <laughs> I was like, we'll get to that. Uh. Uh, oh, you want to pick it because I. <laughs> um, but yeah, the unexpected nature of it, but like, oh, this Villains Grove, this Redwood area, we're going to have. You know, I remember the little bio on it it was also very vague as well Oh, completely, completely vague. vague so we're like, not gonna tell you anything yeah it's just come inside and see what it's like so i think that also attributed it to being a really big hit because i think everyone expected the characters and costume the treats you know there's like the, the staples of what you're aware of uh the attractions that were changed over decorations but that was like such a smash like out of the box hit and then for it to be like almost like elegant in its simplicity also because you know, you're just walking to the space and then having it be so simple that they can have it up largely throughout the day and then almost flip it over in that like very brief time of the park exiting. And they were smart. They were stingy with it. Mm-hmm. They only turned it on for the hard ticket event. Uh-huh. You know, if Oogie's a Tuesday and Thursday, it's not getting turned on Wednesday and Monday. Nope. You're, you're only getting it if you buy the, the ticketed event, which is smart business. Philander, it was so good. Then when I walked out, because it's opening night, mm-hmm. and what I always enjoy about Disney is like, you know, you go there on opening day of Rise, or you go to one of those opening parties, uh, opening reservations for Galaxy's Edge. You can always tell that there's corporate staff there. Yeah. Like there's people there looking to see how did we do. Mm-hmm. You know, not just troops on the ground that are going to report back like, oh, how'd that go last night? Like, like the reaction. Full on troops on the ground. And so when I came out, I there was a handful of cast members, and I was just like, guys, you outdid yourself. You did it. That's amazing. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I always love thanking cast members, especially if I can tell their upper management. I love going up to them and be like, this is amazing. Like, you know, like the when you and I did uh, Downtown Disney that mm-hmm. night, 
there was like a powwow because I was one of the very last people to leave. And I was like standing on the sidewalk, like yelling through the brush. I'm like, hey, you guys did amazing tonight. Thank you for doing this. This mm-hmm. is great. But like, I always love to give the compliment back. Do you, I mean, ultimately, when you're not being hired by a, 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 a VIP guest, mm-hmm. ultimately your job is about being like the pinnacle of customer service for yes. the park. Like the vest represents the best that the park has to offer as far as customer service goes. Mm-hmm. How aware are you made of guest satisfaction? Like, do you guys get any sort of briefing or email or, or through chain of command that like Villains Grove is popping? Like, did you get any sort of feedback on how popular that thing was? Usually for us, it's important because when we are, uh, we want to kind of get a good gauge on things uh, and be really hyper aware of uh not only the operation of the day, but also how people are like the patterns for people, because that, sure. we take all that information to when we're walking around. So it's very important for us to know um, best practices for things or also uh, the popularity. So we can make a lot of suggestions. For, so we get tons and tons of information because we end up using that not only for customer service purposes or guest service purposes, but also f- uh, like how you and I talked about navigating the parks. Oh, I love um, that. And then offering suggestions to people uh, as well. So we get a ton of information. So usually when um, not only that's it's a big part of us getting a chance to see things before they um, are released so that we not only can experience, our, experience it ourselves because if I was taking someone to Villains Grove first day like when you're there on a tour I have to be able to explain it in full detail to them because they are going in clueless and I'm there to assist them with that so I have to know not only the um, like kind of what it is overall, but also kind of what people have thought about it as well. Um, or for guests, like questions, like if they're anticipating, they like they want to see it, like giving them your advice, like, oh, make sure you get there at this time because it's incredibly popular. So we get tons of information that we use in so many different ways. That's interesting. Uh, walk me through this. Mm-hmm. I normally don't ask you questions about your job, but now I'm curious. <laughs> Would you guys ever be booked with a VIP guest, mm-hmm. you know, a family? Would you ever be be booked with a VIP party on a night that there was a hard ticket event? Mm-hmm. And if they're if they've just bought your all services for the day, they're welcome to participate in any of the hard ticket stuff. Yeah, they had a separate package that um, some people would just do a tour. Um, which was really nice. Do a tour, and that was it, and they would be done. The monsters oh. after dark are coming after. <laughs> Or they would do a, um, there'd be like an additional thing where you could set it up with our team to, uh, it's like an extra cost that goes along with us staying on there with them. Okay. Um, so we would know in advance or we could mention it to them and say, oh, you know, this is something that's going on this evening if you're interested. And they would, you almost kind of like upgrade a ticket. Get your card on file. (laughs) (laughs) If you want a little zap, Uh need a little more magic. So because of that, we were always prepared for those days and it would include things like us staying with them they would get a vip viewing for the parade the the, all those beautiful white folding chairs oh my goodness that's right and then uh you know whether it be fireworks or world of color depending on what park we were in so they would get that but because of that we would need to be very well versed in everything because uh we didn't want to be one of those individuals or not even one of those individuals but get in a situation where you'd be, be we'd be caught um without knowing something about the park because that's always like a very weird moment where someone is you're there to help them and then you don't know anything <laughs> oh villain's groove yeah I hear, <laughs> the villain's groove. I hear they can dance yeah. what is this guy it's talking a about really great show um 
you know, the villains like kind of pop out. Yeah, and yeah. It was like a puppet show. <laughs> well, this was my number one pick. It's your turn. Where do you want to go? Ooh, and you said we're going to v- between both parks, right? But yeah, but we're going heavy on DCA. That's true. Okay, so since we're still going to be in uh, DCA, I need to walk through Cars Land. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Too bad the sun's already gone down because we can't hear the record go off the grooves when it turns into Happy Halloween. <laughs> Oh, but the monsters are here. Don't you worry. Oh, my goodness. I love, they did a fantastic, fantastic job with the decorations for that land. First off, it's like, don't get me started. Don't get me started. I'm a broken record when it comes to, I absolutely adore that they put up that extra set of telephone poles. Oh, yeah. So they can do the the monster faces going down Route Mm -hmm. 66. Uh, where the cones of the teeth, the mm-hmm. eyes are made of tires. And then once those come down mysteriously overnight, <laughs> the snowflake wrenches go up, uh-huh. you know, and the the carburetor garland or mm-hmm. whatever. That goes, they get strung across. Yeah. It's like, you know what time of year it is when you see those poles come oh, up. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> and then and this is my mind. I'm like, where do those poles live Yeah, the other eight months? <laughs> somewhere, it's crazy. Somewhere else. Somewhere. But yeah, the the decorations down there are fantastic. The fact that they give um, uh, two of the attractions have a soundtrack switchover, yeah. mm-hmm. but Racer stays the same, correct? Mm-hmm. Racer stays the same. Interesting. People have wanted a Halloween overlay for that, and a much easier sell, I guess you could say, uh, have wanted that for Midway Mania for a long time now. Midway Mania is they're stingy with updating that. Mm-hmm. But I think I think their intentions were this will be flexible and we can make it like a flexible ride, like what they wanted to do with Monsters After Dark with Guardians. Mm-hmm. But I think because that attraction is such a pioneer yeah. and it broke ground, I think it's way harder to update that mm-hmm. than what anybody thinks. Because I did a deep dive once on how that thing works, yeah. and I now have mad respect for an oh. attraction that I used to roll my eyes at. It's, it's absolutely insane. I was able to... Uh, this was years ago. Walk above it to where they keep the computer towers. Oh that Lord. oh, I, it's it's absolutely mind blowing the computing power needed for that attraction, and it's something that you take for granted. You're like you're sitting there and you're you know you're pulling the joystick thing to shoot, and there's like no lag at all. And I was nope. like, do you know the computer power that is allowing this to happen? Not only for your vehicle, but for every vehicle all at once. And it's not wireless. It's mm-hmm. not Bluetooth. There is a hard, like, coil of cables yep. going to each cart, going to each player or each guest. And that is, the the line is long enough to go the entire attraction. Like, literally the line goes, the, the power line of information, the data line, mm-hmm. it goes in a circle all day long. They're all going in a circle. Yep. And it doesn't tangle, and it's able to relay data information in a microsecond from your cart down that hose upstairs, then that informs the TV screen that's on the other side mm-hmm. of you. Like, it is phenomenal. But I do think because it's so first gen of yeah. that type of thing that it's probably a beast to yeah. update that. And something mm-hmm. like Guardians that's newer, we're able to see that update pretty easily. Yes. And then with Smugglers, which is brand new, uh, you know the chewy mode. You know <laughs> the, what was it called? The 
God, it was a chewy mode. I did it the one. I did it a few times, and I'm like, <laughs> I was okay with it after a while. Stuff like that doesn't really like. Get, that doesn't get my fancy. No, yeah. But you know, people discovered it one weekend. Everybody was running out to try to do it, mm-hmm. and I just like that. You know, within the first year, there was already something new to that. Yeah, because I feel like when when I give up a certain amount of like expectations on show for a video board, which yeah. is a video board is a cheat, mm-hmm. then I'm willing to give that up if I know that it can enhance the experience. Yes. And when they redid Star Tours, now that Star Tours has kind of evolved as the franchise has evolved, mm-hmm. I have made peace with that attraction because, well, this is a way where a new movie comes out. Now we're like making red tracks and white snow. How does it work? <laughs> How does it work? <laughs> By the way, I don't even remember that scene in the movie. Like... <laughs> Star Wars is so good at hyping up like stormtroopers on a beach with palm trees mm-hmm. all over the billboards <laughs> in LA. Never saw that scene. <laughs> it's like just the the image of them on a beach. Yeah, it's like such like a, a powerful like marketing tool, and then never have. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's going on here? So did you make your selection? Oh yeah, we're yeah. Over. I just had to walk through Carsland. Well, you know what? I I forgot where we're at because I'm hearing that siren song of pumpkin 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 <laughs> halloween pumpkin 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 halloween oh everybody loves a pumpkin halloween <laughs> by the way they're really saying honking mm-hmm. but, but it pu- sounds better with pumpkin, pumpkin I'll give halloween you that. is yeah. so much better i'll give you that <laughs> welcome to luigi's honking halloween And you know, I like to sing that and dance in front of the car Nicopia of flowers and the, the, the big bundle here. Oh, that's sitting out the front. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. I mean, this land transformed for Halloween. And let's not forget the the insane person at a meeting goes. I don't know. We could like put costumes on the cars. <laughs> Genius. Yep. Genius. And I, I don't see him anymore. But you know, girls love DJ. Mm-hmm. And when DJ was the punk rocker, oh yeah, it made me love him even more. The co- those were such a nice subtle thing. Um, and I know not everyone got one, but Mater with his Christmas hat during uh, the holiday holidays, oh, yeah, yeah. That huge Christmas hat. But Mater as uh, Dracula. Yeah. During Halloween is great. And then Red is the big clown. Yeah, he's the clown. So good. Um, was Lightning is a superhero, and Cruz has that giant pirate hat. Pirate, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, that land, though, it just really broke expectations yeah. in every single way. And not only did it become the premier land of DCA, but it's also like the premier spot for the changing of the holidays. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's Halloween is great. It, it's Christmas is great. And I'm always blown away at how many people don't know. If you're going to be in DCA during sunset, you want to be standing mm-hmm. on Route 66. Yep. Because that transformation, which I didn't even know was from the movie. <laughs> when I watched the movie, I'm like, this is just like the park. I, mean, I talked you, about it, you about that, how I, I love that you appreciated what it was and you didn't even have the connection, no. connective tissue from the film. I don't need to watch that movie. I live in the park. <laughs> it's, like, it's fine. Like, I've got it from writing it. You know who time. watches the movies? Poor people. <laughs> Poor people that don't live next to a Disney park. Well, technically, 
I don't live in Orange County, so who knows? I might not ever get back in. That's sad news. All right, so if you've picked that, mm-hmm. you know, picks or it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Do you mind if we take a couple of quick photos? Oh, let's do it. Because I would love to cruise back down 66. I'd like to not go to the Pacific Wharf. I want to walk on my tippy toes to see if I can see over the fence at Avengers Campus. Oh, okay. I'm going to go past the fountain that you don't know the name of coming soon on Imagineer Mondays. <laughs> and now over to my right, I want to get a pick with the Headless Horseman. Yes. And maybe if we stay here long enough, he might ride down the street. Oh. But I'm going to save that because I do believe that the parade... The Halloween Parade. Mm-hmm. I believe that it is better than Disneyland going Ooh, down Main Street. Okay. And I'll tell you why. If I watch a parade in DCA, mm-hmm. I have got to be on Hollywood Boulevard. Got it. it. Like, I love a Disney parade when the buildings are around. Yes. Now, if I go over uh, in the um, Paradise Gardens area, mm-hmm. uh, Paradise Pier area, I, I don't like that visual, yeah. And I and I certainly don't like it in front of the Pacific Wharf because it just feels like a parade route. That's yes, I will agree with that. But once it does the turn, whether it's coming and going around Carthay, down that stretch, mm-hmm. now that looks like a parade to me. Yeah. And Disneyland Main Street USA, all time best spot to see a parade without question especially if you are able to score a spot up on the train station mm-hmm. where you can kind of see it coming and going that is the ultimate vip spot train station get a sweet spot on the curb it's love it <laughs> love it's it like perfect don't get me started on disneyland parades <laughs> i didn't two things i didn't know until i fell in love with disneyland mm-hmm. i didn't know i was a parade guy yeah and i didn't know i was a show guy sometimes you just need the right show and the right parade Apps and the right neighborhood. That's true. You know, it's just the whole setting of all of it, how it encompasses everything. It's great. So, what was your first Disneyland parade? Uh, my f- well, in my memory, mm-hmm. was being like when it f- when the switch flipped for you when you're well, like, "This is me now." So, when I was like four years old, mm-hmm. my mom took me to Walt Disney, Disney World. World. Yeah, yeah. And one of the very few things I remember is the Main Street Electric Parade because I was only like four years old. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I remember being terrified of the Haunted Mansion, mm-hmm. and I remember seeing people walk dogs in the Invisible Leash. Oh, yeah. You know that old yeah that that, that old merch like. gimmick. <laughs> and I remember the older kid that I was with was driving, I guess, their version of Utopia, mm-hmm. and I was like, Tony, stop driving so fast! I was like terrified. <laughs> the Speedway, yeah, okay. And I thought Tony was like the it was my baby. I went there with my mom. Mm-hmm. And my babysitter and my babysitter's son. Got it. Okay. My babysitter and my mom were homies. Mm-hmm. And I thought my babysitter's son was like the coolest kid in the world. <laughs> and he had Star Wars action figures because he was like way older than me. So you and were, you. this was like your hero. I was glomming on everything. You know? <laughs> and off the air, I'll tell you a whole other side story about <laughs> that time period and why I literally thought he was a celebrity. Mm-hmm. And it was for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> but um, so I have those type of memories. So the reason why I say that is because. The first parade I saw at Disneyland mm-hmm. was Mickey Sensational. Yes. Mickey just going to town on those drums up there. 
I love that drum so much. <laughs> the, the the beat that he that swinging beat that he mm-hmm. gets and I, I I love that parade, but I have to admit, in my mind, I was like, this is the daytime parade. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see the nighttime one. And there was no nighttime one. Yep. And I really felt kind of cheated because my memory was of seeing of all the light bulbs on, on on everything. So Sound Sational was my first like adult parade. Mm-hmm. But I went there opening night, AP preview for Paint the Night. Paint the Night. That got me in a good spot. <laughs> the iconic. It got me in a real good night. spot. When that <laughs> music started in the beginning, mm-hmm. I don't watch the movies. So I only know those songs from that parade. And that Owl City track came on. Ooh. So you about that, the, the part that was, it's the paint the night. Goes on the sky, and it's all so brand new. Just open your eyes and you'll learn it. Yep. Oh, Welcome it's so to the good. rhythm of the night. When can we do this again? Oh, <laughs> are you gonna make me cry? <laughs> I love that so much, yeah. so much. That so is th- a perfect anniversary parade for Disneyland. Oh, so... Mm-hmm. And then when love is a highway yep. and the big red comes red down. lightning. Now, the only thing, bad thing about that semi-truck going down Main Street is I, I early said, this is going to cost us the Mickey Christmas wreaths. Mm-hmm. It's too tall. Yep. But 60th anniversary, we'll let it slide. We'll let it slide. But I have to say, now that we've, while we've been talking, we've eased our way over into Disneyland mm-hmm. And I, I got a quick question for you, since okay. you're quizzing me. If you had, if there was only enough budget, and there might only be enough budget in the future, if you had to pick the Fab Five in pumpkins on top of Disneyland, okay, or Oogie trying to scare you with oh. the bats, which park has the better Halloween facade? I have to go. Th- I think it's the pumpkins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the pumpkins. They're so inviting. Mm-hmm. And they're so familiar. Yeah. Like you love them. And there's that weird little moment where they're there, but also the snow is. <laughs> the blending. The, yeah. The night before Christmas that week. When uh, two holidays uh-huh, collide. When two holidays collide. But now that we're standing next to the uh, Mickey pumpkin, and thank you for skipping in the, me in the line so I can oh, get my photo. On, you know. Out of all the places I'm going to wait an hour, it's not here. <laughs> it's not going to be here. But I have to say, this street right here, mm-hmm. when the Headless Horseman comes down it as the parade pre-show it was even better when they didn't have the characters breaking the ice for the kids yes mm-hmm. i know they got some complaints and they had to soften it up a little bit a little too a little too creepy but when yeah. it was literally just a thunderstorm creepy music and, the- and you start the yep. and i mean whoever's riding that thing is a big person mm-hmm. and you know when you take off the head, it even makes them seem bigger because whoever that is would be another, you know, six, ten inches tall. <laughs> you know, maybe six if you got a little Beetlejuice head. But that thing coming down as its own show and a big space between that and the parade. Yeah. Fantastic. And, you know, while we're standing here and reminiscing, one year over in uh, Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, mm-hmm. if you're an AP holder. Yes. And you bought a ticket to Mickey's Not So Scary, you could go in there and they were just showing the old shorts on mm-hmm. the big screen, like the skeleton dance. Yep. And I remember sitting in, yeah. <laughs> I remember just sitting in there, they had free popcorn. 
I remember just sitting in there and watching some of the old Halloween shorts yes. on that screen. I'm like, this is great. This is absolutely This is how great. I would want to be doing this. So I kind of picked a lot on my turn. That's all right. But they're all tight. <laughs> I'm going to I want to do another picture with you. Oh, more uh, picks? We're going to go to Frontierland because I want a picture with the Halloween tree. Oh. <laughs> Bro. The beautiful Halloween tree. I always make a wish under the Halloween mm-hmm. tree. And I wish last year I would wish for more wishes. <laughs> I know you're not supposed to. But man, oh man, I didn't wish properly because look at where we're at today. That tree. So great. Such a thing that doesn't need to be done nope. at all. The amount of people that actively stop to actually revel in its beauty. But is every year they do it without question. We're just like, thank you for it's, it's probably one one guy or gal. This is her job. Get that tree going. We need the tree up. And it's not listed on a brochure. Nope. It's just there for those that know, mm-hmm. and it just adds such a fun little thing in the heart of Frontierland, which yep. is, I mean, Frontierland's not in the shape that Tomorrowland's in. No. But it, it's kind of a breeze through, mm-hmm. you know, because is Mark Twain Frontierland? Is it Rivers of America? Yeah. Does Rivers of America belong to Frontierland? Yeah. You know, uh, Big Thunder is actually around the bend, mm-hmm. so it almost feels like you've gone. It feels it's like gone you've gone far. through Frontierland just to get there. Yeah, the Halloween tree is is so good. I, I'll give you another pick. <laughs> you just tagged onto my photos. And by the way, will you please will you tag me so I can get some followers? Yeah, I, I want each of followers. This is a perfect shot for a tree. Let me think of what's next. Um, We're getting late. This is only a four hour party. No, uh, what do I want to see next? Can we? Mm, they didn't do it last year, but I haven't been on uh, Ghost on. Galaxy in a while. Were you talking to me? I was buying beignets. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wandered over. Yeah, well, you could smell them from over here. So, you want to go do Ghost Galaxy? Yeah, they. But I, you know, bring back. It's been a while. I could not believe. <laughs> I rode Ghost Galaxy once just to see what it was like, uh-huh. and I got off that going. They've lost their mind. <laughs> they have lost their damn minds. It is so gory mm-hmm. and horrifying mm-hmm. i'm like who once again who thought of this and how did they approve it yep like ghost galaxy is way more gnarlier than what you would think stereotype mm-hmm. you know a person's been to disneyland twice yeah you wouldn't think that that is something that they would do and i i love that we have to put the signs out to remind people because we were taking kids that have been on the regular version of space mountain we're like this is a little different this time, yeah. so <laughs> we yeah. just want to warn you up front. And you pass by, I think, like two or three of those signs before you get on, and just to let yeah, them know because I've seen still people complain, though, <laughs> right? <laughs> Doesn't stop them from complaining. Because guess what? When you parked your car, when you got out of your car, mm-hmm. when you got on the tram, when you got off the tram, when you were getting ready to go into Disneyland, uh-huh. when you got on the other side of Disneyland, when you got on Main Street. There are no more reservations for <laughs> Rise of the Resistance. Yep. It's not happening. So I many don't signs. care who you are. <laughs> so Dream is dead, <laughs> and people still find a way to complain. Mm-hmm. I didn't so, know. I somehow was able to walk past 30 signs, 30 signs. in the last 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I was like, they didn't need to say it on the tram with their like normal spiel in the morning. Hello, everyone. <laughs> there are no more boarding <laughs> groups available. If you have bought one of our all-day tickets, please eat your food in the designated picnic area. Picnic area. 
the part that I, I love. Nintendo, <laughs> so that's right. You have to do. We talked about the. No, we talked about that last time. My 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 two favorite Spanish uh, spiels Same. are um, Fantasmic. Yep. And the Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion. <laughs> the instructions in Spanish is the most terrifying yeah. thing ever. Like the other guy is just like, please keep your hands inside, blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, and the, 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 the man, prepare yeah. like, Guy, <laughs> did a like, murderer just jump guy, between us? The guy is actively writing on top of your yeah. fucking mind. Why he's sharpening a knife? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's terrifying. Very terrifying. Okay, so Ghost Galaxy, uh, I'll ride it. I, I typically don't ride Space Mountain. Okay. The, the being in the dark just it messes with my old equilibrium. But I do have to say, I've made a couple of exceptions. Okay. I've rode Space the classic way like twice. Mm-hmm. Hated it each time. But I rode Ghost once, mm-hmm. was blown away at how gnarly they went. But the thing that I was able to do, I'd say maybe four or five times, was hyperspace mountain got it okay there was enough light in there yes that i didn't get so spun out Mm -hmm. and i love star wars and especially that generation of star wars Mm -hmm. it's basically all filmed around new hope yeah the music the projections like it's enough to get me over the hump Mm -hmm. love it love it and it's uh they do such a fantastic job those there's not a lot of wiggle room in space mountain so with what they're able to do with this and even the, I guess you could say, much maligned or loved, depending on who you're talking to, I need to get a chance to do it with the, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Space Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite story about Red Hot Chili Peppers licensing their music to a handful of attractions for uh-huh. a summer. It's like, yeah, we'll do it. We don't care. We'll take the money. <laughs> and then their friends went to the park, mm-hmm. and their friends started ragging on them, and then they told their manager, like, you got to stop this. <laughs> like, we, we, you said you signed a contract. You said you would do No, 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 no. We don't care. We, we got to get out was. of this. Like, they were getting ridiculed, <laughs> and that's what bummed them out. <laughs> Guys that have played nationally televised yep. things just wearing tube socks, and you mm-hmm. can guess where the sock goes, yep. were embarrassed about their music being played in Disneyland. Absolute insane. Because you, you know who's liked. not embarrassed? Aerosmith. <laughs> Aerosmith keep they, on cashing that check. Keep, literally a spot that sells their merchandise every single day of the they year. They don't care. <laughs> you would have liked that version of it because they, the theme of it was like Inside the Mountain was like a concert. So it was like, it was lit with like, you know, stage lighting yeah, for like yeah. a concert. That's cool. So that was like the um, the kind of premise for it. And what I got, I got, I did. <laughs> I think you would have appreciated that. But yeah, that one fateful summer. Everyone's like, what is this? That's great. <laughs> that's great. But that was when, uh, if I know my Disney history right, that's when Michael Eisner mm-hmm. was trying to impress his son. Was that guy? Yes, I think that was that time. He was here. trying to make it hip. You know, because when he came in, his son's like, Disneyland's for babies. I know. And it's that the- was literally a whole transformation mm-hmm. the of trigger to like tr- trying to do things that would bring in a, a, a more youthful audience. And, you know, one of my favorite. 2020 Disneyland memories, and there's only a few to pick from, mm-hmm. is uh, bringing back Videopolis oh, for 80s for, night. Yep, a brief oh, moment my, in time. Oh my God. Packed every night over there. I was so complimentary to that in my vlog that I did for that night mm-hmm. that the DJ wrote me. He was like, <laughs> I was the DJ. I'm glad you had so much fun. And then a couple of the dancers wrote me and were like, mm-hmm. I was dancing that night. I'm glad you had such a good time. Had a good time. I never wanted to leave. I went back in time. I wanted literally. to be there forever. <laughs> you know, as we have heard that Mickey and the Magical Map has been mm-hmm. canceled, uh, as well as uh, Frozen Ever After, 
they were very vague on if these things would come back in yeah. the future or not. I'd have to believe that Frozen will come back because mm-hmm. it's a for real theatrical performance. Yes. Uh, and the amount of you know gear and infrastructure they built for that attraction is phenomenal. But I could see you know Mickey the Magical Map, a, uh, a C-plus attraction. Mm-hmm. It's had a seven-year run. Yeah. I could maybe see in two or three years when we're back to doing that sort of thing, something else going in there. But I have to say... I'm very fascinated at the uh, Fantasyland Theater, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm actually working on a video about this because I see that prop, that physical, not IP, but the physical property, that piece of land, Yeah, it could go th- three different ways. Yes. It could be a open air or dark ride attraction for Fantasyland. Mm-hmm. That would be easy. But if you want to get creative and you took out Gadget's Go Coaster mm-hmm. and Toontown and made a front facade... You could pump people under the railroad tracks or above the railroad tracks, however yeah. they want to do it, into a show building that could exist on that footprint. Yeah. Or my favorite, if you went through the gates of Docking Bay 9 mm. and you went through a corridor, or an Indiana Jones type event, yeah. you get to a another corridor that takes you then under or over the railroad tracks, depending on how they want to do it. You hit a pre-show somewhere over there. If they really wanted to add on to Galaxy's Uh Edge, you could put people over in that building and they wouldn't know that's where they're going. Yeah. So I I really see that property as being very, very valuable, Mm -hmm. maybe more valuable than, you know, a, what what do you think an an average uh, Mickey and his magical map, 300 people? Yeah, it's it's definitely now in its like, in its later years, it's because it it always, it became the show after it had its like, big kind of boom when it first debuted it became the show yeah that oh we're not too many people planned for it it was like oh it's happening here and it was a nice Mamma like needs a rest of mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like a nice reprieve yeah but it it, it it never had such a massive like moment besides from when it opened yeah it didn't really it's not like a phantasmic no it has yeah. a culture behind it by the way if i could ever get one of those satin Fantasmic, like tour or uh, the the road crew jackets, uh-huh. the bubblebee ones, the those, yellow ones. Those jackets are so uh-huh. awesome. I remember that was my. I don't think we've talked about this when I first started. Um, oh, I know you waved the the silk scarf on the back of the Mark Twain when you first saw <laughs> How did you know, <laughs> little Bo Peep? <laughs> yep, that's. Um, I um, I also helped out doing Fantasmic. So that was like my first thing alongside being in main entrance where I sold tickets I also did um, some nights where they needed extra help and I just started so I was you know uh, eager to do whatever yeah, right? eager to do whatever and I was like of course Phantasmic let's yeah. go uh, but yeah that yellow jacket that was a big deal when putting on that jacket <laughs> you still got it <laughs> no god I wish now because they don't they don't they got rid of it now the the costumes for the Phantasmic like uh, guest you know facing cast are all change now. A friend hits me up today. He, he's down in Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. Hits me up today with a photo. Two <laughs> photos. He and his new wife, uh-huh. uh, whom I married, I married them uh, two weeks ago. They're at a thrift store or you know an upscale vintage store down in Palm Springs. Yeah. And they're like, Bricky, you need this. It's only $265. <laughs> and it was a silk, like a navy blue or maybe like a light cobalt black 
satin jacket wow. with the three stripes on the wrist and the three stripes around the waistband. Mm-hmm. And on the breast embroidered, it said, uh, Walt Disney Imagineer. Wow. And then on the back, it had Sorcerer Mickey, and it mm-hmm. said Imagineer on the back of it. They're like, you need this. I'm like, okay, here's the thing. <laughs> Everybody knows my love of the park and my love of design of the park. Mm-hmm. If I wear that jacket, everybody's like, he's lost his damn mind. <laughs> right? It's like he's like, become one now. I'm too close to loving that to mm-hmm. do that. I'm like, now, if that was a Fantasmic Road Crew jacket, then I got it. I'm wearing it. Because everybody knows that's just something I love. Mm-hmm. But if I'm walking around and imagine your jacket, I'm like, okay, now he officially thinks he works there. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's gone too far now. We've lost him. Hey, in my mind, <laughs> I was already gone. So, but when I think about the future of the Fantasyland stage, mm-hmm. very, very valuable piece of property yeah. as we move into the future of the park when they're looking for how do we expand, how do we grow things. You know, Toontown having uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway mm-hmm. coming up. Roger Rabbit's kind of a weird property. I don't know that that would be there at the hundred year anniversary. Yeah, it's it's such a for you know the one of the I think it was eighty eight. Um, even still now, people aren't familiar, especially kids. Dude, I went to that park for two years before I knew that was there. Mm-hmm. It's so tucked in the corner. It is. I was telling Jared on last week's episode. Every store has this corner. Mm-hmm. That no matter what you put in that corner, nothing sells there. Yep. Because there's just the human brain and how traffic flow works. Mm-hmm. Like Roger Rabbit is the corner where nobody buys anything <laughs> at Disneyland. Like it's just so in that corner on the far side of that fountain. The queue is inside the building. Yeah. Like you literally just think it's more of that fake facade. Yeah, the facade blends in so well that I don't even blame people for not for for not it, it doesn't stand out in any way because the, the the area is so you know, colorful and bright and cartoonish that it just kind of blends in. And then even the the wait time sign and the fast pass sign, it just blends into the environment. It just miss it. And Gadget gets a lot more view because it's, you know, it's outside a coaster. You see it. But you see it. If Gadget had to go away, I don't think anybody would shed a tear. It's sort of an off-the-shelf type thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's fun for kids, but I think... It's also a, 20 seconds long. So yeah. It's like, uh, you give people more of an experience. Yeah. So, you know, you have... Toontown, if there was ever a really hot property, it could grow that way. Mm-hmm. Fantasyland is the heart of the park. There's of always going to be tons of stuff that fits in there. Things can go there. Uh, but, you know, I think its proximity to Galaxy's Edge is big, is huge. Mm-hmm. Because literally, that's the perfect edge of Galaxy's Edge mm-hmm. to be near because there's plenty of room in that corner to create, you know, an entryway to get to where you're going. Yep. If you drop that almost anywhere else, it would be just too weird. Yeah. It's like either Fantasyland or Galaxy's Edge, that little pocket just surrounded by those three lands. I think with Toontown, Runaway Railway is probably going to be the last thing they get for some time. Sure. Um, And Star Wars, obviously, is a property, you know, is only going to be growing, especially with Mandalorian, other movies coming out. Fantasyland, there are tons of IP that still have not been utilized that can be put there, so... I think it's going to be one of those two, but I like the Galaxy's Edge Tunnel thing because that makes me like think of where they could take us with that like pathway to go and have it be completely encased. Well, here's another wild variable for you: mm-hmm. if they keep up the three-story arc of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, where we have the Resistance on the far side, mm-hmm. we have the citizens of the planet Batu in the, in the Black Spire outpost in the center. Then we have the resist or the um, first order, first order mm-hmm. on the far side of town. Docking Bay Nine is in the first order neighborhood, mm-hmm. so whatever we're going on to has to be 
somehow batty related. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it, we could be starting there and escaping, but we've already done that once before. That's true. So it would be really interesting for them to make a villains type attraction for Galaxy's yeah. Edge. Like that. Villains don't get enough play. They do at Disney, though, which is interesting. Yeah. You know, and while we've been talking, you guys didn't know this, but we're waiting for the parade, the final parade of the night, because mm. oh. these ticket events go too fast. Yeah. You're having far too much fun. They're like, oh, you know, 8 to uh, eight to 12, I'm going to have plenty of time. 7 to 11, it's going to be great. Nope. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa. We've whoa, got half an hour. Whoa, whoa. How, how did this happen? Uh, I love this parade. I love the theme song. My favorite part, though, are, I'm going to refer to them as the thriller dancers. Okay. I love those zombie dancers and like the, I guess they're supposed to be from the the wedding party mm-hmm. in the haunted mansion. And they like they have that like slow ballroom part. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I just think the guys look amazing, the girls look beautiful. Like I, I just I love the whole pageantry of it. And then of course they're followed by the hitchhiking ghost. Yes, which you know to see that materialize mm-hmm. is just so rad. I appreciate you saying materialize as well. You know, I love the guys with the shovels that are scraping on the ground, too. Oh, the sparks from Mm -hmm. the uh, grave diggers? Yes. So good. Which are kind of like the Halloween version of the Mary Poppins crew. Yeah. You know? The the chimney sweep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Stepping song. Stepping song. Come on, ladies. Now you go back to Sensational now. I'm going to start dancing. I mean, I'm not going to stop you, man. I'm, I'm looking for a Disney parade. If you can give me one, I'm going to watch it. Also, if you can give me that, that in the Sensational, that, that down number from uh, Tangled. You know, yes, the chick with all the hair? <laughs> What's that movie about again? It's about a hairbrush. Salesman. There you go. Yeah. No, that song, man. I love that song until the guy starts singing. <laughs> I actually one day was like, I should pop that in Audacity and just edit out those parts. Mm-hmm. So it's just like her into the chorus, back to her into the chorus. Yeah, that downbeat for her float that has oh. five ladies on it. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> uh, well, can we talk about... Because <sighs> we're in Disneyland, Halloween screams. Now, okay, I had, after your run through the park yeah. uh, that you did live... It had been such a long time since I, I adore that. That is. Oh, you mean when I was Mark Leota? Oh, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> when I spent the evening in a crystal ball like a moron. <laughs> I, like everyone else, appreciated the hell out of that. Thank you. Because you could have very easily just been sitting there. Nope. Just as is, but nope. And I also appreciate that Oogie popped in every once in a while. That yeah, was I great. Mean, every, every time I leave, he'd show up. <laughs> and I kept leaving the crystal ball door open. Uh, did you also notice that I had added my own layer of smoke to some of it? <laughs> I appreciated the pageantry. What about the song? The song I liked. Well, what about this song? Bricky and the VIP. <laughs> That's our song. I like it. Yeah. I like it. You uh, and your beautiful yellow ball gown. Me as the hideous monster. There you go. My big red but beard. also dress nicely, though. You know, I like to dress suit. up even though I'm a hideous monster. <laughs> I think Bricky and the VIP could be a real hit. Yeah. We had to put out a track for that. Yeah. Well, I'll put it on my Spotify of all my insane Disney songs. <laughs> that I that that is my without it being a normal or often run fireworks show. That is my absolute favorite one. I love all of the extras that are placed into that. Jack, that the the version of him that puffs up, zero flying, um, the songs, uh, 
the projections just it's that's such a great the the participation at the end oh everybody scream it's <laughs> so good okay so genius to project that white weather balloon and turn it into a video screen mm-hmm. jack's head fits on it perfectly yep and then when oogie takes it over as a moon mm-hmm. it's amazing yep but they're overlooking one obvious thing that would drive fans insane. And which one is that? During the Haunted Mansion portion, that oh, should become Leota. You're right. You're you know? right. Because you have that big circular item there. Mm-hmm. Leota, hands down, one of the most popular yeah. uh, in-park characters. Mm-hmm. And I just I kept waiting for that to happen. And when it didn't happen, I'm like... Who do I write it? <laughs> it's like, how could they skip out on Leota? Get Ken she- Sheetrock in my office right now. I need to talk to him. Sheetrock. <laughs> He's in charge of construction. Uh, yeah, man. That, Not related, though, to... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that is a great show. Mm-hmm. And it's quick. It's better than the uh, holiday show. Yes. The holiday show. I mean, the, 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 the pregame for the holiday show mm-hmm. is tear-jerking. Do you think it'll snow? <laughs> hey, kid, it's Disney. Anything could happen. Yeah. If you wish. I'd like for it to be a kid and like his Italian uncle. I don't know. I don't you know. <laughs> Get out of here. Asking? Get out of here. <laughs> you live in Anaheim, you little nerd. It ain't going to snow here. Yeah, the, pre, the pre-game the pre and then the after of that fireworks show is 100%. Yeah, yeah it's The awesome. fireworks show for itself is just fine for me. Yeah, it is what it is. But the beginning and end, like <laughs> that white Christmas... It's snowing. I got a little chill right now from that. Yeah, the that is really w- good. But when you get into the Halloween one, yeah. it's just all bangers, and it's mm-hmm. fast. It's quick. It's real quick. It's like a what eleven minute show? Did you clock it when you were? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's under fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. which quick. makes it real fast. It's all fast paced. They incorporate so many different things that have been pulled from other fireworks shows. So lasers, fire. Uh, having zero fly, the add a jack element to it, the participation, which I, I love the end of it. Um, having a narrator, which is yeah. I love narrators. So we even got like um, you know Julie Andrews for the fiftieth one. Jack, I love when there's like some kind of like person guiding us through this like story a little bit. Yeah, it helps move it along, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. They go long when they have to tell story through song or through vignettes for yes. movies. Mm-hmm. But when you have a narrator, you can keep it very very tight. Well, we've ran out of time. On our hard God, ticket event. So quick. But my question for you is this. All right. Oogie Boogie oh, or Mickey's Not So Scary. Coming. I have a definitive opinion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Ooh. I'm going to say. I was going through my treat trail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to go with Disneyland. I'm going to go with Mickey's Halloween Party. I was afraid I was going to have to tell you that you're wrong. <laughs> I like Oogie Boogie's better. Okay. Because I think that DCA has the open space for it. Yes. The treat trails were way more adventurous. Mm-hmm. Once they finally figure out that the um, Grizzly Peak is the ultimate haunted forest. Yep. And maximize that. I just feel like it works over there. And I also feel like Disneyland has its normal, like, cachet of magic. Mm-hmm. DCA is still trying to find its identity. Yes. This gives DCA its own lore. Yes. And, and, and adds to it. But in defense of Mickey's, Jared and I talked about this last week on the episode, and I just kind of said it 
free willingly, but then I've been thinking about it for the last couple of days. It is rad for us locals that, as an adult that goes to the park a lot, mm-hmm. Disneyland is like our neighborhood. Yeah. And when it's decorated for Halloween and you're kind of just bouncing around and the music's playing and the lights are everywhere, it does remind you of being a kid when your neighborhood would transform into something special. Mm -hmm. And knowing all the streets of Disneyland and knowing where all the fun things are at, like there is a a, a magic to it. Yeah, yeah. But I have to say that I I just feel like Oogie has more promise, more room to grow. Mm -hmm. And I love DCA becoming the party park. Yeah. I like that a lot. My only pull for Mickey's was the entertainment portion but I think Oogie's is the better overall run version yeah. of the two without question well they really stepped it up last year they did it'd be fascinating to know where it would have been at mm-hmm. this year I will advise people from out of town whenever things get back to normal in 2030 that <laughs> God. <laughs> you heard it here first um, if you could only go to the park one day a year and you live within driving distance mm-hmm. If you're on a budget, if you're like a Disneylander that doesn't go a lot and you let your AP lapse, I cannot recommend one of the Halloween parties enough. Yep. You get four fast hours of party. Mm-hmm. You get a park that is at a way, way less capacity. Yep. It is designed to where you can just rip whatever you want to rip. And if you don't care about Halloween and you just want to ride some of your old favorite yeah. attractions, you're just going to go through things so fast but also they give you three hours before it opens Mm -hmm. so at some point midday you know the regular guests have to start leaving and i'm always sure people that booked a vacation that didn't know are very irate without question you've talked a couple of those oh yeah (laughs) but you get those bonus hours uh while the sun's still up you get the halloween party with a less capacity a party atmosphere if you've let your pass lapse you could only go once a year. I would absolutely recommend the Halloween party to be one of those times that you go. Yep, best time to pack in as much as possible, and then you also get the very fun seasonal added elements that yep. only are around one. Magic once a on year. magic. Mm-hmm. And if you're an AP holder and you're like, I already, I already give them enough money. I'm not giving them any more. I don't understand why I should pay for it. <laughs> Try it one time and tell me if you're not completely excited about giving them an extra $96. Yeah, that was the thing. That's the thing for Casimbers, too, where they're like, oh, I get it for free. Why would I pay that? You know, and then there's so many Casimbers that go to it every year, too. So it's just like they do enough to entice not only the Casimber, but the annual pass holder to spend the extra money that you probably wouldn't need to otherwise to get in there and do it. You know, I was going to break the rules tonight because we're in pretend Disneyland. Okay. I was going to just pretend like we could still conjure a villain. Oh. But maybe that's another another attraction for another time. <laughs> I was looking at old photos of um, the Big Thunder Ranch. Oh, yeah, the trail back there the where trail. they had the, we went in the tent. Uh-huh. Yeah, and just like was such a great area for the holidays. Mm-hmm. They did such a good, all the pumpkins, the hay, the, the villain area back there, perfect. Useless the rest of the year. It's <laughs> <laughs> so great during the holidays. During Christmas and Halloween, that place was popping. So good. Any other time? Nope. And such a great place for people that have the most useless talent ever. <laughs> Being a great pumpkin carver is uh-huh. like, you know, telling people like, guess what? I'm a great bobsledder. <laughs> All right. Well, if I ever happen to see you where there happens to be a bobsled track, mm-hmm. you can dazzle me. You can dazzle me. Then. But, uh, you know, the Olympic Winter Olympics are every four years. So yeah. what do you do the other <laughs> three years? It's like, this is my time. It's Halloween. I'm going to start carving them up. Yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> what are you going to do November 1st? <laughs> hey, Flander, this was a 
healthy needed distraction. Yes. Thank you for being a part of the Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe we'd come on here and tell scary stories. Oh, okay. But uh, there's nothing more scarier than reality this nope. year. Nope. I don't no need, need more fear in my life. A trick or treater, Oh, I'm really scared. So you're the ones they're talking about. When Mr. Oogie Boogie says there's trouble close at hand, you'd better pay attention now, because I'm the Boogie Man. <laughs> and now I've saved the best for last. The Halloween Scream-Along. You're all invited to scream like you're trying to wake the dead. Ha! Come on, Zero! We'll take flights to new heights! <laughs> When the crypt goes creak and the tombstones quake, folks come out for a swinging wake. Happy hearts materialize and begin to vocalize. Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize. Don't close your eyes, don't try to hide. Or a silly spook may sit by your side. Try in a death disguise, they pretend to terrorize. Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize. Isn't that a scream? I know you're all just dying to come back and celebrate with us again. Happy Halloween, everybody! Ah! <laughs> Boo!